We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Latarski, joined today by Ben Miller. You can follow Ben on Twitter at BenManDoingWork. You can follow me at JakeSki52. Ben and I are going to talk some hoops here for the Monday slate on FanDuel. Then later on, uh, Chris Benzine's going to come join some uh, DFS quarterback locks as well as a Monday-Thursday slate analysis. So football will be in about 10 minutes, but for now, Ben and I are going to kick things off with NBA. Quick reminder, if you happen to be listening on iTunes or Stitcher, please take a moment to give us a nice rating and review on those platforms. Ben, we're in after a, a long weekend here. A lot of NFL to watch this weekend, but also we missed uh, we missed Russell Westbrook breaking his triple-double streak on uh, on Sunday. It got overshadowed by a lot of the uh, NFL stuff. I saw on, uh, I can't remember if it was Bovada, but while I was driving up to Lambeau Field, I was looking on Twitter and I saw Russell Westbrook's chances of getting a triple double were minus two fifty, not getting or no, minus three fifty, not getting the triple double were plus two fifty. And of course, still an excellent fantasy game, just no triple double. Yeah, I mean that's that's crazy. Like uh 
I, I, I almost want to put money on the plus two fifty on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like yeah. I was thinking the same thing too because you're you're thinking, yes, will a guy get a triple doubled or not? You know, right. In any but, given game. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Talk. And it was against the Celtics, and they're all right. Yeah. All right, but enough about yesterday's games. Let's jump today. We always got another triple double threat when James Harden takes the floor. Ben, he's eleven thousand four hundred on Fanduel tonight, going up against the Brooklyn Nets team. Uh, long story short, starter fade Harden tonight. Yeah, first and foremost, there there are a lot of really good high price players for tonight's slate of games. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely a decision to make um, regarding whether you want to stuff a guy like James Harden into your lineup at that monster eleven thousand four hundred contract, or instead try and fit some guys at that mid nine thousands level um, and not have to throw you know as big of a uh, of a dart at some you know those near minimum contract punt plays sort of guys. Yeah. Um, but but with a seven game slate. Uh, I'm more than comfortable looking for some of those cheaper value plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start harder myself. Um, he's going up against the Nets, which is absolutely one of the worst teams in the league defensively. Um, Jeremy Lin will probably be making his return to the game, mm-hmm. um, or return to the lineup, I should say. Um, Does that help or hurt the Nets defensively? Right. That, that was, that's the <laughs> question there. Um, he's going to be limited either way. So, I mean, he's... So status quo? Yeah, it, it's pretty even there. Um, but... I mean, Hard is still going to get matched up with guys like Whitehead and Sean Kilpatrick, um, so that's definitely in, in his favor. All right, all right, I hear you. I do worry about blowout potential a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he sits half the fourth quarter. Right, but at the same time, it's not enough to scare me fully off. I mean, Hard, Harden's put up 50 or more FanDuel points in 16 games this season, um, scored less than 40 just once. So, yeah. I mean, this guy's the model of consistency. The man's a stud. Fade James Harden at your own risk this evening. Let's look at the next tier of guys, though, Ben, and there's some decently priced guys. No one, Not a whole lot else over 10000 outside of DeMarcus Cousins, but you know, I'm looking at guys like John Wall, 9600 Damian Lillard, 9600 Chris Paul, 9500 maybe even Kyle Lowry at 8900 Do you have a favorite out of those guys, or which guys out of that group piques your interest the most? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of really good point guards right there. That's for sure. Um, but right, at, right out of the gate, I'm looking at Chris Paul. Um, the Trailblazers have given up an average of 42.7 Fanduel points um, to point guards so far this season, um, which puts them as like a, a middle-of-the-pack type of team there. Um, the Heat, Bucks, and Clippers... Um, which are the two, or who the other three guys are playing tonight, mm-hmm. um, sit at the, the second-best team, the fourth-best team, and the sixth-best team in the NBA um, for points against point guards. So I, I think that definitely indicates it's, Paul it's maybe. It's in the Bucks shutting yeah, all those right. opposing point guards down. Yeah. It's all that hustle going on in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Paul's also coming off that historic game against the Pelicans. 20 assists, no turnovers? Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, what is that? that, that people don't even accumulate that over four games. Right, I that's, mean, a, that's unheard of. And the no turnovers, is, yeah, I could not believe that stat line when I was looking that over the other day. Yeah, so I mean, he's going to have a ton of confidence. Gets a decently up-paced matchup against the Trailblazers, uh, over under around 216. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like the idea of using him. He's shot over 50% or higher from the field in mm-hmm. each of his last four games. I hear you. Um, so he's dialed in. All right, so side non-DFS note, are the Clippers actually for real? Like, could they get the number one seed in the West, or is that just like complete crazy talk with the Warriors out there? I wouldn't say the one seed, no. I mean, the, the Warriors, for some reason, just, just kill the Clippers every time they play them, it seems mm-hmm. like. So, I mean... It, they're definitely in consideration there, um, but I'm not. I'm not buying the hype that they're going to all of a yeah. sudden be able to take down the Warriors or anything like that. Nothing like that. All right, I'm with you. I just had to ask Ben. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So uh, it's still kind of early in the day, but I always want to look at uh, injury situation. You mentioned having to find some of those uh, some of those big value plays, and how you find them. At least how when I start to look, is I start by looking at the injuries. Uh, so Miami's got a pretty crowded injury report, Ben. Can you explain how that shakes out? Yeah, uh, it looks like Deion Waiters and Justice Winslow are still out. Um, while James Johnson and Luke Babbitt are questionable. 
Uh, Johnson and Babbitt were able to go through the team's morning shoot-around, um, so that definitely bodes well for their, their chances of, of playing tonight and kind of muddies that, that front-court right. situation there a so, little bit. But. Say a couple of those guys are out, though, who would be potential value plays to put in in their place? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking towards the likes of Wayne Ellington at 4,500 or, or Josh Richardson maybe at 4,600. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Ellington and Richardson can get you into the mid to upper 20s, um, although their upside still is a bit limited. Um, of the two, I'm probably leaning more towards Richardson um, as he logged 26 minutes in that backcourt rotation um, in their past game despite missing you know, six games because of an ankle injury just before that. Um, so in my opinion, he's the better play uh, than some of those other Heat options. I think there's even a chance he may be pushed into the starting lineup at some point here mm-hmm. pretty quick. So, so 4, pretty, big, yeah, yeah. pretty big upside yeah, for 4,600, yeah. Josh Richardson. Another crowded injury report is the Daleks. Oh, the Daleks. The Dallas Mavericks, Ben. Uh, how is that one shaking out tonight? Yeah, we'll still, we'll still be without Andrew Bogut, um, Dirk Nowitzki. I think Nowitzki's still out indefinitely. They're, they're both supposed to, I think Nowitzki's supposed to ramp up his activity here pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Salah Mejri should start at center, uh, but it's been Dwight Powell who's kind of taken on the bigger role there. Um, you, know, you might not like using him because he's off the bench. A lot of people don't like to do that. Um, but I think he's, he's definitely an option to consider, um, sitting at a fairly cheap 4,500. and he, He's logged over 20 FanDuel points in each of his last five games. Um, so fairly consistent. You'd like a little more upside there, but you know when you're using someone at that price, that's that's going to be uh, pretty hard to come by. Yeah, I mean, misery about 3,700, but you do that comes at the risk of you can't use the sound wide side, you can't use the Marcus Cousins. Yeah. And I granted those are some higher priced guys. Exactly. I generally have I've always been burned when I try to save skimp on the center position because I miss out on those huge lines that you need to have a game. But yeah. At the same time, if you want to use both Chris Paul and James Harden, you're not going to have that kind of money to spend at the center, and right. I guess I guess that's one option. Uh, anyone else on your radar tonight, Ben? Uh, I, I like Goran Dragic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were talking about the Heat earlier. Yeah, we were. They still got that just a ton of injuries just shaking mm-hmm. up their lineup. So Dragic is kind of taking on the lead there. Mm-hmm. You I might mean, as well take the point guard, the guy that's going to touch the ball every player. Exactly. Yeah, he's coming off a thirty-eight point five Fanduel point outing, um, twenty-one points, eleven assists, double doubled out. So I mean, he, he looks good. I, I think he's going to try and take on the most of most mm-hmm. of the role there. For, so yeah, getting a lot of field goal attempts up, and right. you know DFS, it's all about opportunity. One other guy we've got listed here is uh, former Marquette Golden Eagle great. Uh, can you tell us? about Wes Matthews tonight. Yeah, he's also really picked up his game of, of late. Um, he's averaging 24.3 Fandle points per game on the year, um, but he's put back put up back-to-back Fandle games of you know 34.6 and 36.3. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's on the rise. He's shooting really well. I think the teams are trying to really like double Harrison Barnes and trying to get you know those guys locked up over there. So I think it's really freed up Wesley Matthews to you know yeah. kind of take on a bigger role. I mean, his last five games, his lowest FanDuel point total is twenty five point three. So when you get a guy with a twenty five point floor for only fifty seven hundred, yeah. that's really good, especially in your cash games with how he's been playing lately. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Ben, and uh, good luck on those NBA FanDuel lineups here on Monday's seven game slate. Fantasy football and basketball fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start every week to ensure no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience to get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash. Play in larger tournaments for even more excitement. Play for just a dollar. There are choices for every budget. If you're playing FanDuel NFL in week 
14 here. You had to have Le'Veon Bell. Did you get yourself any Le'Veon Bell shares, Ben? Unfortunately, I did not. That that one really bought, really came back to bite me. Not nope, not on FanDuel. I only played a couple contests. I had I did have a Bilal Powell share because I okay. I always see how the backup running back against the 49ers because of the blow up potential and their bad bad run defense yeah. works out. I did, of course I didn't anticipate the Forte injury. Had Bilal Powell, but did not think to use Le'Veon in my lineup, so definitely wasn't cashing. Yep, no, tough week for that. Yeah, <laughs> Le'Veon or bust this week, and might see a few more weeks like that the rest of the season but once again have all the fantasy that football and nba basketball has to offer fanduel be sports rich it is that time of the show and it's time to welcome back chris benzine you can follow chris on twitter at crispy272002 chris and i are going to be talking about the monday thursday nfl slate on fanduel then we'll pick up by recommending some cash games and gpp quarterbacks for the entirety of week 15 yes looking ahead to week 15 if your season-long league is trashed then we can help you out with some DFS, hopefully recover some of those losses here. Chris, how is your season-long league going, or leagues plural, I guess, because I've a lot of people in uh, the fantasy sports media, at least with, with, with DVR and I doing XM this morning, it was a lot of lamenting about what could have been, had all these great teams that didn't come through. Overall, week 14, positive or negative for you? Uh, I have a mixture. I do have a couple teams that are on buys this week, and I have... I had one that unfortunately got eliminated, probably a, a lot of it due to Melvin Gordon's unfortunate mm-hmm. injury in Sunday's game. Uh, definitely played a big role in that. But uh, the majority of teams I've made the playoffs in, so I'm, I don't mm-hmm. have too many complaints. Uh, but, I mean, obviously can go a little better than mm-hmm. than. Uh, Are you going to face me in our famous league? That was one league where I had a first round That by. was the, the league that had Melvin Gordon oh, that went down ouch. this week, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I might have been... Might have been uh, facing you in the future, but... Well, guess it wasn't meant to be. I mean, whether it's Melvin Gordon or Jimmy Graham or any of the quarterbacks, Big Ben, um, it just there's so many that you can add to the list of gripes. Devontae Freeman, she's um, Dante Moncrief. There's just, I mean, it goes on and on and on. And I'm about 50-50 split. I need about 20 points out of uh, Terrence West tonight in standard to advance. I'm not all that optimistic about it. But anyway, that's enough about our personal leagues here. We're going to talk about this Monday-Thursday slate that starts with the Ravens at the Patriots. Patriots are minus six favorites this evening, home favorites, of course. Over-under on that game is 45. And then uh, the Thursday game is the Rams at at the Seahawks, the Seahawks just got trounced by the Packers on Sunday. I'm so happy I get to say that. But the Seahawks, despite that really poor performance, they are minus 13.5 home favorites against the Rams, but it makes sense. I mean, the Rams just got wrecked by the uh, Falcons this week. The over-under on that game, only 39.5, so it's projected to be a little bit low-scoring. Chris, when it comes down to quarterbacks, there are four of course, that are in play. Tom Brady, 8,600. Russell Wilson, 7,900. Joe Flacco, 7,500. And Jared Goff at 6,700. Do you have a, uh, a, a favorite there? And does it matter if you're playing cash or GPP? I, I think in cash, it's almost a, a lock of Brady. You can't really bet against him. Mm-hmm. I, as we mentioned, most of them, uh, most weeks, there's generally not uh, a price tag problem in any week because you have yep. enough salary relief for other positions because there's not a ton of highly priced players i mean the highest price back is 6900 yep. and the highest price receiver is seven thousand so. so you can probably afford your choice of the litter this week you can afford almost anyone on the board mm-hmm. so if i would almost lock brady possibly into both i mean if you want to go somewhere else mm-hmm. i still think i might would might if i'm going to go elsewhere 
you may go with Russell Wilson with the fact that he can run, but I could also see maybe Flacco. I, I don't think – obviously I'm not going to touch Jared Goff, I don't think, in any mm-hmm. any format whatsoever. Even with yep. Rodgers lighting up the Seahawks, it, Goff's no Aaron Rodgers. So. All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, just to confirm your theory, Chris, I just put a lineup together of all the top highest-priced players, and I have $800 in salary remaining. So it's a week where you're going to have to zig and zag a little bit, um, and we'll see where it goes from there. But I agree with you. It's got to be Brady. I think, you know, normally if you look at the full slate for next week without Monday's game, Russell Wilson's price will be down a few hundred dollars, and, I mean, that's rightfully so. He did have five interceptions against the Packers, not all of them his fault uh, to be safe. I think he could have a bounce-back week and have a decent fantasy week. I mean, he's not going to have too many more duds like he did on Sunday. So Russell Wilson could be more or less the contrarian, I guess, of, the, of that scenario. If you want to, if you want to zigzag, maybe it's a, a low-scoring, grinding game in New England. Although that's not necessarily what Vegas thinks. Uh, I mean, it, it's a chance to differentiate yourself here. But what about running backs, Chris? Uh, Todd Gurley finally got into the end zone in complete garbage time on Sunday. He leads the pack at sixty-nine hundred. Legarrette Blunt is 6,700. Thomas Rawls, 6,500. Terrence West, who I need 20 standard points out of tonight, is 6,200. Deion Lewis, 5,400. Kenneth Dixon, 5,000. James White, 4,700. Is this as easy as saying Gurley Blunt done, or do you look it all down the list? I kind of like the number three back on the list. Uh, You have Thomas Rawls at Mm 6,500. Basically, the workhorse, the only guy, the only only problem with Blunt, not that he's an issue, it, it is a tough matchup in that game for one mm-hmm. and two he's not always in the backfield pretty when you look at the the backfield for Seahawks it's pretty much all Rawls you do have a little bit of Alex Collins and a little bit of a mixture in there yeah but it's Tremaine pretty much Pope might get one yeah, carry a little bit I think he also may have gotten hurt uh in Sunday's game a little bit too. oh that's right yeah that so, was one where uh full disclosure I was at Lambeau Field on Sunday and you know sometimes you miss a couple of those details that happen on the telecast, mm-hmm. like when a third string running back has to leave the game. Yeah. So I didn't quite see that. <laughs> yeah. He did, uh, yeah, it looks like he tweaked an ankle during Sunday's game against the Packers. So mm-hmm. even if he's not available, it's, it's really so it's even, all Rawls. It's pretty much all Rawls in there in that matchup. And it's a, it, while it's not like the ideal matchup, it's still a decent matchup for him. He w- gained uh, 67 yards last week against the Packers. Not altogether that impressive but Packers have a pretty decent run defense and they have most of the season so and they were also playing from behind for the majority of that game as I don't expect that to be the case in this game they would probably be playing from ahead which would lead to more carries on the ground so yeah, especially 13 and a half point getting, favorites yeah yeah a almost heavy, a complete two favorite. touchdown favorite you don't see that very often here so I do agree with uh Possibly fading LeGarrette Blount. I mean, the Ravens are the best run defense in the National Football League by most metrics at this point in time. And you're right, Blount has to split a bunch of carries. I couldn't have said it better myself, Chris. Excellent summary there. Let's move on to wide receivers where we got Doug Baldwin leading the pack at 7,000. Kenny Britts, a cool 6,900. Julian Edelman, 6,600. Steve Smith, 6,200. Mike Wallace, 6,200. Those two are, are you know going to be kind of the same price back and forth a little bit all year. Malcolm Mitchell's picking up a lot of steam. He's 6,200. Then we've got guys like Chris Hogan, 5,700. Brashad Perriman, 5,400. Tyler Lockett, 5,100. I mean, this is another situation. I mean, do you lock in someone like Baldwin and then kind of go Britt and Edelman because you absolutely can? Or do you try to work in notorious Patriot killer Steve Smith in your lineup? I think you'd probably in tournaments have to go down the list some. You have to try to find somebody. I, I think my favorite among the top maybe this week, 
you could like Doug Baldwin, but I still think I like Julian Edelman even despite the matchup. He's got mm-hmm. double-digit targets in each of the last three weeks. He's around double-digit targets all season. No Gronk anymore. He's pretty much the f- the main target in that offense for Brady now. He has, Malcolm Mitchell gets his looks yeah, in the red zone, but you know, but you can expect double-digit yeah, targets from Edelman the rest of the way get, out. And, and it's not always a touchdown thing, but when he does reach the end zone, it's big points for him. It, it's mm-hmm. not he's made double digit point totals in each of the last five weeks. And he's only scored twice in the last five weeks. So he's, he's a guy that has a floor that's very exactly. high, even if he doesn't reach the end zone. So you don't have to count on a touchdown to, to get the production from him. So that's why among the top guys, I think he'd be my favorite yep. um, going down the list. I mean, you can, it's, it's a tough one to look at, but um, maybe like a Tyler Lockett the last couple of weeks. He's kind of he, come on a little bit. He'd be the GPP guy, he's I a think, guy that because he is explosive and robust could, yeah. kind of guy. He could have a 60-yard run and a 60-yard catch in the same game or even a punt return too. So like and, he's yeah. the explosive GPP guy. And the, look one for. other guy maybe I could see is another explosive GPP guy is, is Mike Wallace. Every once in a while he hits on a long mm-hmm. bomb. And the Patriots are susceptible from time to time, and that's the higher scoring game of the two. You you can see, or the expected higher scoring game of the two on the mm-hmm. slate. So you could see, I could see him being like a, another GPP play where he hits mm-hmm. a long pass, scores a touchdown, and yep. and they're going to have to probably throw it. Even though I think the conditions from weather, from what I I'd heard maybe there might be some snow. I've, I'm not confirmed on that. I've been trying to look at the, the weather forecast here. It doesn't appear to be too much snow going on there, so it's yeah, just it's mostly tough. cloudy. I mean, we're we're cloudy, sitting but. here in Madison, Wisconsin at 2.30 Eastern time. A lot of things could change over the next four yeah. hours, so definitely keep an eye on the weather forecast tonight. I'm just going to throw my two cents in for Steve Smith. Like I mentioned before, he's kind of a Patriot killer, and I don't have a whole lot of sound statistical evidence behind that. This is just one of those gut feelings where I like Steve Smith. I probably keep Baldwin and Edelman in my lineup. I mean, Edelman needs to be in every cash game lineup no matter what. Uh, Kenny Britt is probably the guy I scratched for that just because it's Jared Goff throwing him the ball. Um, but you know, yeah, I could see scratching Baldwin too. He had a rough, rough drop against the Packers on Sunday that led to an interception here. Uh, but let's move to tight ends, Chris. You got Jimmy Graham, sixty six hundred. Martellus Bennett, fifty six hundred. Dennis Pitta coming off a big week, forty nine hundred. And Lance Kendricks, former Badger great, forty eight hundred. You got a favorite in that group? I mean, you probably have to the favor in the group if you're going to choose him. It has to pretty much be Jimmy Graham, just because mm-hmm. he's one that's generally got a bank on him bouncing involved. back. He had a pretty bad week this week. Yeah, he had a bad week, but he's generally heavily involved in the offense, so it, it's something where you'd expect him to bounce back at least. You and you have uh, Martellus Bennett tonight. He's he's kind of listed as questionable for mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, he's pretty banged up, and he only caught one pass in in week thirteen. So, yeah. can you really trust him yet? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that he did perform well when uh, Gronkowski was out earlier in the season. So mm-hmm. there's a potential there if he's going. Obviously, you have to check to make sure he's uh, active for the game. And if he is, he's a guy that you maybe would slide down to. I don't know if I, from what I've seen from Kendricks recently, hasn't really been targeted as much anymore. Only three targets last week. He's had three grabs in the last two weeks combined. So he's a guy that he had been doing decently early in the season, but it seems like they're moving away from him in the offense. Um, and then Dennis yeah. Pitta, he can go. There's, there's Every once in a while there's burst potential. He did have nine catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns last week. Mm-hmm. But – on a weekly basis, he hasn't topped 10 points prior to that in at least like the last 10 games he hadn't topped 10 points. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a guy that you can guarantee you some points, I, I think you have to 
probably yeah. target Jimmy Graham. I just have a tough time going to tight ends in that game because, I mean, Patriots are giving up in standard formats, you know, throwing out the PPR from it. They're giving up five points a game to opposing tight ends, and the Ravens are the fourth best at 4.4 points a game to opposing tight ends. So, I mean, last week we said it was Kelsey or Bust, and Dwayne Allen had a huge game, so that's always possible. Uh, that being said, I still think it's Jimmy Graham or Bust this week here let's move on to the full slate let's broaden these horizons chris and think a week 15 mindset uh we're looking thursday through monday or just the sunday only slate here uh but if you had to pick a cash game quarterback the one player that you were going to start all your 50 50 lineups with just going for safety going for that high floor who's your man in week 15 yeah i did peek down at your selection and see that you may not like the guy i'm going with possibly because of an injury related uh factor in that game but I'm still going to go with Aaron Rodgers at 8,500 in Chicago. Rodgers carved up Seattle's secondary this week, and Seattle's secondary is a definitely an upgrade from where the Bears are coming from. And while the Bears have been decent against the past this season, they do trail in the majority of games, which probably limits the amount of uh, passing stats that opposing teams are racking up against them. And Rodgers has scored below just 20 points um, very f- infrequently this season. Mm-hmm. So you don't see it very often. It, it, just once in the last eight weeks has he scored below twenty points. So you're getting a lot of a high floor, which is really what you're looking for in a cash game quarterback. And I, even though it is a Bears game where the Packers probably should take care of business, score some points, you you, you do have questions of those injuries coming into the game. So you do have to keep an eye on his injuries throughout the week, the progress on that, because mm-hmm. it may change if, if the, he's looking a little questionable, who knows, like status wise or anything like that. I may pull back on my mm-hmm. selection of that, but you do will know it is a noon game on Sunday. So you will know at least in the first round of kickoffs, if he's available, I assume he'll probably be available. Yep. You, but you, um, you will know maybe a little more as the week goes on of like this, the status of his injuries and how limiting it could be. Mm-hmm. But either way, even if he's out there, I, even on one leg, he's still good enough to put up, I think, even 20 points in that game. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a huge running game. Even with they've, – they've had Christine Michael recently. Uh-huh. Ty Montgomery is playing a little well pretty decently out of the backfield, but it's not enough of a running game where he's going to be limited in the amount of passes he throws. He's going to be throwing a lot of passes, and there's enough volume for him that I believe that he'll have that 20-point floor once again. Yeah, I see. I hear you, Chris. I, I, I can see how consistent Aaron Rodgers has been all year, and I can definitely understand wanting to go back to him. But he's 8500 on FanDuel, and at the same price, you get another MVP candidate in Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan hosts the 49ers and so he gets to play at home and the nice thing about this matchup is you don't have to worry about any weather or researching any weather because who knows i mean it's snowed up in wisconsin in back-to-back weeks this game's going to be played at soldier field for aaron Rodgers. you never know weather could be a factor there and of course there's this injury situation that you know a little bit hobbled by it's a calf injury now and i don't think he's completely over the hamstring injuries so i'm sure aaron Rodgers will get you know maybe 15 20 points he should have a decent game here but i just i like the chances of matt 
Ryan, uh, just kind of having an exceptional fantasy game for 8,500. Uh, there's just a lot going on. I mean, Colin, he, okay, so Ryan plays the 49ers. Kaepernick's been playing a little bit better lately. Give Kaepernick a dome. Uh, okay, so I shouldn't, shouldn't say a little bit better lately, but Ka- Kaepernick is capable. And if Kaepernick goes up against a bad defense, they could put up enough points where Atlanta probably has to continue to score. That and maybe Atlanta will get Julio Jones back. We don't know. He missed this past week with a turf toe injury here. So there's a. Uh, a lot going on in that game. It's uh, it's a pretty big over under. Uh, last time I checked, and uh, I just got to go Maddie Ice uh, for eighty five hundred at the same price. I'll take the indoor guy playing at home where weather is not a factor over the guy on the road where elements might be a factor who has multiple injuries. That's just, but that's just me. I can very much see where you're coming from with Rogers here. Let's shift focus though to GPPs. Chris, you got a GPP guy that you've been on quite a bit this year. We're going back to him though. Yeah, I think we have to go back to the well, and uh, you were even hyping him up a little bit to Mm -hmm. try to justify your Matt Ryan pick, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go on the other side of that game in the Dome in Atlanta with Colin Kaepernick at 7,500. He's, uh, as we mentioned, in the Dome. Weather isn't going to be a factor for that game, and while he has been down a little bit the last couple weeks, he overall has a has a potential for a boom game and that's not necessarily the case with a lot of the guys down at that price range he's a guy that had a few weeks ago 34 points against Miami's defense and this is going against an Atlanta defense that uh that has the worst points per game total against opposing quarterbacks in terms of fantasy so this it's a defense that can give up some points you expect a lot of scoring from Atlanta Mm -hmm. and if the if the 49ers are going to keep up, they're probably going to be behind in the game as well. You'd expect that to be the case, given the the state of the two teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that's the case, Kaepernick should be heavily involved in the offense. They somehow ended up ma- managed to coast more or less over the the Jets last week. Mm-hmm. It, early on, they took a, a big lead in that game, and only Kaepernick, to blow it eventually. But. Yes, but they they did. They were uh, they were ahead early on, so it made it more. They didn't focus as much on the past and I don't expect that to be the case this week so I would expect Kaepernick to be more heavily involved Mm -hmm. and and a guy with ground that can rush on the ground big guy that can impact on both sides so in a high scoring game anticipated I would expect Kaepernick to put up a a pretty big point total against that defense yeah I I hear you I can see where you're coming from 7500 though for someone like Kaepernick is maybe just a little too rich for my blood I'm gonna go complete GPP gamble here and go with Blake Bortles at 6500 he's traveling to Houston so at the very least we get another dome matchup something that's nice just a, a whole stress factor removed from the whole DFS equation in week 15 so he's got that going for him and who knows? I think Bortles could possibly be turning the corner. I know that is also could be considered very generous. But, hey, this past week he had the worst matchup possible facing Minnesota. I mean, he was at home, but he still came through with a pretty good fantasy game. He was 23 for 37 for 251 yards, one touchdown, no interception, added 13 yards rushing. So maybe there's a chance he builds on this momentum. And I know Houston has a pretty tough pass defense. I think when it's all said and done, a lot of people will be off Blake Bortles. So who knows? Maybe you could get him at 1%, 2% ownership this week. And uh, But, I mean, if you play a pair of Bortles with Marquise Lee, who will also be pretty cheap. You're looking at the possibility of using both Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson or getting some of those top receivers in there. So I'm going to go with the $6,500 Blake Bortles. But again, these are GPPs. It's far from safe or secure. This is just kind of something you're shooting for the moon and hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, Bortles does have a tough matchup. You're not always going to get the best of both worlds when you're looking down the list. But you do... 
get a, bo- a guy that has a high ceiling, and that's really what you kind of want is a guy that when you're going down that low, you don't want a guy that's consistently mediocre. You want a guy that has boom or bust potential, and you'd look at some of Blake Bortles' games. He has reached as high as 25, 29 points this season even, mm-hmm. almost nearing 30 points. So if you, even though he isn't consistently that high, you do have the potential for it, which is kind of what you're looking for in your tournament GPP yep. plays. Yeah, and Bortles spent all of 2015 – showing why he should be a top five fantasy quarterback this year, at least in preseason rankings, just about every website's preseason rankings. I mean, Rotowire is guilty, but so is everybody else. Had him as a top five quarterback this year. He could return to that form at any point. I mean, his his weapons have only gotten better in a sense here, so I guess we will have to wait and see for that day to come. But if you buy in early and get him in a GPP, then maybe that day will come. Before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that 10 bucks available on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire now to take advantage of that offer. Of course, if you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, you can just go to Rotowire.com slash pod. That's Rotowire.com slash P-O-D. Get you a free 10-day trial. Don't even bother getting your credit card out because it's completely no strings attached. For Chris Benzine, I'm Jake Letarski. The Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return on Tuesday. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.